0: There we go, the time is now seventeen, Mars. Seventeen minutes past seven on Radio Veritas, and it's time for our morning interview, and today I'm very happy to introduce to you my brother, my Dominican brother, Father Michael Deeb. Good morning, Mike.
1: Good morning, Emma.
0: How are you this morning?
1: Very well, thank you. And how are you? I'm very well. I'm
0: always fine at this time of the day. It's (laughs) as the day goes on, that's when I begin to fade. But anyway, it's lovely having you with us, Mike, and uh, you're drawing your holidays soon, coming to an end, and you'll be winding your way back to Rome. And I thought, of course, you couldn't go back to Rome without telling us something about yourself and the work you were doing. Now, let me just tell people before you begin that you are the Dominican Order's Permanent Representative at the United Nations. And I suppose some people will say a Dominican, a Permanent Representative at the United Nations. That's very interesting. Tell us about it and how did you get there?
1: Well, I've been there for four years already and I was appointed by the Master of the Order. I'm the third delegate to the United Nations. Um... We've been in the United Nations for 21 years. Uh, that 21 years ago, that the order decided to have a delegation there. Um, that was in the mid 90s, and since then, we've uh, the, the delegate has worked together, tried to work with all the entities of the of the order throughout the world to bring issues that people are experiencing on the ground. To, to the United Nations so that we can have an impact at that level. So in general terms, we can say totally we're trying to do our evangelization work amongst the government and the government missions in the United Nations. And, and so that's my task.
0: All right. And, and where are you actually based?
1: Well, I'm based in Rome uh, because... Uh, that's where our general council is, and we felt it's very important that the work of the order in the United Nations is integrated into the what we are doing at a broader level, mm. all our, in all the regions and in all the other activities that take place. My predecessor, my predecessor was was based in Geneva, and felt that uh, it would be better to be based in Rome, I mean, that's why I'm there. But our our office is in Geneva which is uh, one of the four main centers of the United Nations in the world. It's, many people think uh, when they hear about being at the UN that I should be in New York. Uh, New York's the head office where all the heads of state go, but many people regard Geneva as a place where much more activity happens on a day-to-day basis. There are so many uh, international organizations based there. And we are mainly focused there because we want to engage with the Human Rights Council and that is based in Geneva and so most of our activity happened trying to promote human rights through the Human Rights Council and all the, the treaty, the different treaties that have been signed. Each treaty has a, um, a monitoring committee. We try to engage with all those committees to um, try and ensure that, that governments are respecting human rights and that we yeah, developing a critique of them at those levels.
0: Now, you s- you speak about we. Are you alone in this? Who's with you in the at the United Nations?
1: Well, we have several st- uh, bodies and structures which are trying to engage. There, we have a, well, the General Council of the Order, together with a number of representatives, say from the Dominican Sources International and a few other lay people, constitute a, a General Assembly or. And the board of our, um, we to, of our NGO, we had to create an NGO in order to be there, which is called the Dominican for Justice and Peace. So we have uh, the whole council involved at a certain level. Um, and then we have, from, from that, we have appointed, we've started to strengthen our team in Geneva. For the last two years, we've appointed... Uh, a a legally trained uh, person to be our advocacy officer, who we now call our program coordinator. Her name is Laurence Blattner. She's uh, she a legal training and had experience there, so she helps uh, on a permanent basis in Geneva to be engaged in all the issues that we want him to take up. And just uh, next this is coming week, we have been joined in Geneva full time by another brother from Mexico, who is uh, a member of the. The a problem for the USA. Uh, Brother Leo Leo Almazan. he's joining to be full-time in Geneva. He will be my assistant, so to speak, at a global level, and he will be our our representative in in Geneva. So So we have a team of three of us who are working full-time on the issue, and we're trying to engage people uh, at, at every other level. So we have our International Dominican Commission for Justice and Peace, which consists of the regional promoters in all of the, the five continents that we have, or regions, as well as the uh, representative of the Dominican laity, the, the nuns, um, and, uh, and of course of the brothers and the sister promoters from all the regions, as well as the youth. And, um, and so all of them are involved in some way in helping to engage um, with our, with the work that we're doing there,
0: Father Mike, um, d- tell us now: How d- do you have a sort of a right to put up your hand and say, "I'd like to say something at the United Nations"? How how do you actually operate?
1: Well, we have uh, accreditation there, which enables us to have the the right to to uh, make interventions, to organise meetings and conferences, to. In the room where the, the Human Rights Council and other uh, meetings are taking place, and uh, so yes, we we, we have a, when all the items on the agenda are raised, or we can we can uh, make interventions on any of those items. Okay. Um, of course, you've got to put your name down, and not everyone gets accepted. They only takes a limited number, but if you get in quickly enough, um, mm-hmm. you do that. So every session of the Human Rights Council of which there are three every year, um, for a total of 10 weeks, four weeks in March, two weeks in June, and three weeks in September. So at that that time, we can make interventions as well as the other meetings, for example, called UPR, Universal Periodic Review, and they review um, three times in the year. um, Every country is reviewed in depth, and we can make interventions then as well. And then we have... So we, every time we make some uh, oral interventions, we can also um, organize conferences or side events while these councils are taking place. And we do that every normally every session. We organize one or two uh, side events or conferences where we can bring people from the ground, other experts to talk about particular issues. And of course, we're able to advocate on a daily basis so we can engage with the, uh, the, the, the representatives of country missions in the room, in the lobby, uh, bars, and, uh, and and restaurants, and um, in the corridors, and, and we engage with them in their offices and and, and and in a variety of other ways that we that we can discover.
0: So the D- Dominican Order then is very well represented in and and well known by people at the United Nations then.
1: Yes, I think we're slowly becoming more and more known. Uh, probably the most visible thing we did was just about uh, just exactly a year ago. Uh, in the context of our Dominican 800-year jubilee, we organized a big conference in the UN itself in a room which the UN has named the Francisco de Vittorio Hall, mm-hmm. which is named after our brother Dominican, Francisco de Vitoria, who in the 16th century... Um, started talking about international law, and he's regarded as the, the founder of international law, or the law of nations. So he's recognised there, and we decided to have a conference about him in the in the same hall that the UN is named after him, mm-hmm. in order to help people to know who he was, or the fact he is Dominican, which is not often known. And, uh, and we invited all the ambassadors, and many came, and so they all learnt a lot about the role of the Dominicans in the UN and about Francisco de Vitoria and how we, in some ways, were there at the beginning of the UN. Mm. So slowly the consciousness of the role of the Dominicans in the past and in the present is slowly being known, besides all our other activities on a daily basis.
0: Father Mike, um, the Dominican order is just one order. Do you combine with other religious orders? Do other orders also have a similar structure to what we have as Dominicans?
1: Yes, there are quite a variety of different orders based in the UN. Um, in New York itself, I think there are something like 43 different religious congregations and, or associations present there. In Geneva, we have a bit fewer, only about 20 of them, but I think uh, uh, we collaborate very closely with them. So the one we collaborate closest with is the Franciscans International. We actually just next week will be moving into the same office as them. And uh, we were there from the beginning, in fact, when we first started. But we, we together with uh, uh, Edmund Rice, uh, um, uh, the Christian Brothers, and the uh, Narris Brothers, we, together with uh, a group called Viva International, which consists of the Spirit and the SED, the Sisters of the Holy Spirit, the Oblates and the Immaculate, um, the Combones, et cetera, et cetera, many of them come together into one organization. Um, there are many congregated sisters, the Salesian sisters uh, have their own representation there. Um, it, so there are many. So we try to collaborate as far as we can with those who are concerned about similar issues to us. Mm. Um, but as I say, the, the one that, that we have shared most with is the Franciscans.
0: Okay. Now, tell me, I suppose your work involves a lot of travel going around the world. Um, tell us a little bit about that. And then uh, how do you get issues to your level to present at the United Nations?
1: Since my mandate is to make sure that our Dominicans on the ground feel the impact of what we're doing at the UN my first talk when I arrived and what I still do now is to be in regular contact with Dominicans on the ground everywhere. So I'm in communication with them and and I I visit many countries to encourage them to be in their work of justice and peace and how that can be integrated more into their um, their evangelizing work at a base level. And uh, I must uh, also add that Soon after I became the Order Delegate to the UN, I was also appointed to be the General Promoter for Justice and Peace. So our current Master of the Order, Bruno Cadore, is very keen to integrate those two functions since they're integrally connected anyway. Mm-hmm. So in, that, in those two roles, I, I visit the, the Dominicans in many countries where there are meetings taking place or formation sessions. I'm often invited. Um, and I, when I go there, I obviously try to get to know what they are doing and I share what I'm doing and see how we can collaborate. So I've had a wonderful response from Dominican brothers and sisters and they Dominicans in many countries. they inform about what's going on. So just for example, in recent days I've had a lot of news from the, the, the Congo, uh, the DRC, where our brothers in a... Demonst- in, in a in a, a procession they had to to demand that uh, there should be elections uh, in, in the DRC. The police came in and shot, shot them there. So I, and we tried and, and, it wasn't only them in many churches, but our, even our own brothers were victims there. So they communicate that type of thing to me as well as our brothers in um the lay Dominicans in, um in South um, Cameroon who are also under part of the groups that have been attacked there. So I, I try to, uh, they keep in touch with me from all the, the communications we've had. And once we hear from them, then we, we try to identify the rules where we can do something there. Yeah. And... Uh The best example at the moment is what's going on in the Dominican Republic, which is no as <laughs> you know uh, we were there when they named it um, We have uh, brothers there who are trying to defend a, a community of nearly three hundred people who were evicted from their houses in the middle of the night uh, two years ago, and all their houses were destroyed by agents of a multinational corporation that runs all the sugar farms there. And we've been trying to um, assist the, that community to get um, first the compensation and uh, for recognition that their rights were terribly violated. Mm. And um, we've been engaging with that company, with, uh, with the government itself, and, and uh, when we started to ra- raise a campaign, they, they contacted us and came to meet us and in Geneva, and we... Um, and they, they said they would have, a, um, they would ensure that justice was done. Uh, unfortunately, we just heard last week that uh, they instituted a, some sort of judicial process, which concluded that no, um, no law was broken, and we contesting that. So the, the struggle continues. There, yeah. we, in the sense that we, uh, people still have not had their rights um, acknowledged knowledge, and certainly they they do nothing to to redress the damage done. So we are supporting our brothers on the ground there with the support of other legal groups as well. So that's just one concrete example. Besides that, we have many others where we um, are producing reports um, for the mechanisms that are um, assessing and, um, and reviewing the human rights practices of Of um, each country. So there are two mechanisms in particular we are working with, as I mentioned already, the Universal Periodic Review, which every four and a half years, every country in the UN is uh, subjected to a reflection on their human rights record. Um, And then there are ten treaties or conventions in the UN, each of which has a monitoring body consisting of independent experts. And they review the implementation of those treaties by every state. So we get our Dominicans on the ground to to send us reflections on to what extent those, uh, their country is uh, addressing the, human, the main human rights challenges there, and then we send reports which are integrated into that reflection. So we've done several on those, on Sri Lanka, the problem of the environmental issues there, on human trafficking in the Philippines. On slavery in Brazil, on the issue of, um, on many issues, but especially the judicial system in Mexico and the peace process in Colombia, which is not being implemented, uh, the situation in Cameroon and uh, Burundi. We've done many uh, reports on all of these. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the ways in which we involve involving our Dominicans on the ground mm-hmm. to assist us, and hopefully through that also getting their voice to be known in the U.N. Right, well,
0: there you go. Well, I must say, it sounds like a very, very busy schedule that you have, and I hope you have some time to rest. What do you, what do, you do when you, what do you do to rest and relax? <laughs> or is that not part of your vocabulary?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it's always a, a pleasure to meet our brothers and sisters, and I think that they give energy, which is, uh, I think, the aim of rest. Mm. So um, certainly I have the time to rest. I'm on holiday at this moment, which mm-hmm. ends today. I'm going back to Rome tonight. Uh, yeah, okay. But, um, no, it's, it's a privileged position to be in when I'm engaging with people who are so many positive Dominicans all over the world and mm. um, are keen to be engaging, and it's, a, it's just a pleasure. Mm. It's, okay. And therefore, it, uh, it gives energy just to see what um, everyone does, how many... Hundreds and hundreds of them are doing wonderful things Mm -hmm. to bring good news uh, at local situations. right. Well, Mike.
0: Thank you so much for that. I mean, it's, it's uh, we can go on and on and on, and we've gone over time now, but um, I certainly couldn't do what you're doing. I think it's just an incredible job that you're doing. And thank you for doing that and representing us. And we are very privileged to have a South African who is at the top of this sort of thing and the permanent delegate at the United Nations for the Dominican Order. Congratulations. Lots of strength and be assured of our prayers. and. Oh. Uh, I hope well, you thank didn't.
1: you so much for giving me this opportunity and yes. I wish you and and all the people that Radio very tough strength for the coming year and the uh, best wishes to all your listeners thank and you I hope we can begin to collaborate more together with all of you in the work that we're doing there. very good
0: thank you very much Father Mike good talking to you and thank you. have a safe okay. trip back to Rome there we go that was Father Mike Deeb who is a South African Dominican who is the Dominican Order internationally. He's the Dominican Order's permanent delegate to the United Nations. And as you can hear, he travels extensively and he meets all the problems around the world and represents the order and justice and peace and human rights at the United Nations.